On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Coach K versus the- What's your major? What's your major? What's your hardest class? Tate, for the second year in a row, Coach K has turned on the, the, the students of Duke, the camera crazy. This time, I guess it's Has not he ever loved crazy. them? That's what people are asking. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody mention that, like in all the talking of, of how he handled the student reporter. <laughs> Did nobody, he ever love them? Nobody brought up the fact that last year he was yelling at them for yeah. chanting for Jeff Capel. And he, remember, people forget. Yeah. People forget. That was a year and, ago. And now we and now just have cardboard cutouts. That's all it is. Uh, we, we are going to talk about Coach K versus uh, his the own world. Body. Yeah. Versus the world. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. At large. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, we'll explain it. Don't mm-hmm. you worry. That's what mm-hmm. we do on the show. Also, we have to pour one out, Tate. Uh, we, we, we lost a, a mythical figure on the show. Known as Williams Arena, aka the Barn, mm. uh, Mark Turgeon went into Minneapolis and just—he was a real jerk about it. I'll just say, yeah, that. like a real yeah. jerk. Like we yeah. had a good thing going. The Barn Magic, <laughs> Minnesota was unstoppable in the Barn. We called him the best team in the country, and uh, it's all gone. So I hope you're happy, Mark. Yeah, and what does that give us, though? An undefeated update. So today, oh, the Barn—the right. Barn is no longer undefeated. So we'll get to that. Uh, also, uh, Mike Rutherford's joining us. He yes. is. Uh, if if you don't know Mike, you got to get to know Mike. He, he, he's, he's hilarious. He's all. Th- he's our favorite. <laughs> I, I I don't say this about everybody that comes on the mm-hmm. show. So uh, this is not pandering. This is not the God's honest truth. He uh, he Mike's might be my listening. favorite. He's definitely not listening. He might be my favorite. He, he's fast forwarding to the part <laughs> yeah, where yeah, he's like, where am I at? <laughs> he's, he's just hitting fast forward until he hears his own voice. Uh, he, he might be my favorite guy in college basketball media. I genuinely mean that. He's, yep. he's, he's hilarious. I read everything he writes. I, I, I listen to his podcast. He never has me on, but I, I still listen to it. <laughs> uh, he's the best. So uh, he's a Louisville guy. Uh, Coach K had his press conference after losing to Louisville. So we, we had him on for that. Yeah. Talked a little ACC. Um, we don't need a reason to have Mike on. We don't mm-hmm. need a reason, but mm-hmm. we had one, so uh, we had a month. So uh, there's all that coming up, but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, Tate's excited to talk about Coach K for obvious reasons. Uh, before before I, I let Tate free out of his cage just a caged mm. animal over there mm. ready to uh to, to, to <laughs> dig in on this uh, coach k situation uh we i i want to shout out the uh the fox i want to be a company man shout yes, out our, yes, our co-workers here at fox our production staff there are 43 people that are watching us uh do this show right now We're our sorry. new set this is our second week at our new set it is awesome uh i i love it here i love the 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 look of the thing mm-hmm. i love the, I love everything about it, and I just wanted to point out that we are putting these shows on YouTube, Yeah, and uh, you can go watch it, the whole thing on YouTube if you would like to do that. If you want to see um, what awesome Jordans Tate's wearing, for example, yeah. you can go do that on YouTube. Yeah. Or if you want to see if I have the balls to put my hair in a man, man bun, maybe I will. One of these shows, maybe. If you're more <laughs> of a person that wants to, to – if you're, if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, yeah. I wonder what these dipshits look like. I wonder – you, you can find <laughs> yes, out. Yes, go to YouTube. Yes, you, yes. Can, you can see for yourself. Yes. Uh, all right, let's do it. Let's talk Coach K. Um, I'm just gonna hand it over to you. Like, what? Tell tell the people what happened, or should I tell the people what happened so then you can chime in? Like, I'll, maybe I'll start with the headline okay. and then I'll pass it back okay. to you. So I'll start with the headline. This is my favorite headline that I saw, and I think it sums up what happened. Uh, you know, in one sentence, right? Sore loser, Coach K belittles student journalist in post game press conference. That is the headline <laughs> that I think sums up what happened. Is that Clay Travis headline? What? Basically, I think it was the New York Post, but I I saw it. <laughs> 
It, you know, it, you, we all have Google. You know, you Google. I just Google Coach K, go to news, and I want to see what the top stories are. Yeah. And then I go through the headlines, and I do. And that was the one that I think really summed up what happened um, in a nutshell. But then I'll pass it back to you, and you take it from what was the ride yeah. like, not as so, a biased observer yeah. like myself. So what happened was uh, Coach K is doing these Zoom press conferences. They, they lose to Louisville. <laughs> Duke has now fallen to 5-5. Five and five. Their best win on the season is Notre Dame, who is – Mm. four and nine at yeah, this point yeah. four and eight so like, not good not good yeah. Notre Dame's not good and uh that's Duke's best win of the year right now they are very much they're not on the bubble they're not even close to the bubble no, they are no. very much out of the tournament if it started today and who knows that the way the season's going it might start today honestly who knows <laughs> <laughs> that might that might be how it works uh Duke is very much not in the tournament so coach K obviously is very frustrated we have the uh the other context of uh after he gets his ass handed to him by the second big 10 team that mm. they played uh, Illinois beats beats Duke in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Uh, Kay, of course, said maybe we should reassess. Maybe we shouldn't have a season. And and we had that whole fallout where like, I don't know. Like some people are defending him. I don't know. Is he yeah. wrong? And it's like no, he's not wrong. But he mm-hmm. also knows what he's doing. And then and then Kay just kind of stirred the pot, stepped away, and said that was mm-hmm. hilarious that I caused. <laughs> I just mucked it up. So we have that uh, backstory or that context. Duke is in this game, Tate. They, Louisville yeah. is, uh, as as Mike will tell us later, Louisville is a very good team that might be an Elite Eight, might be a Sweet Two. <laughs> Who knows where they are? But uh, Louisville's a good team. They're ranked now. Um, and Duke had them. This was going to be their big win. This is going to be their crown jewel in their, on their NCAA tournament resume. They let the game slip through their fingers. Coach K is obviously frustrated. Uh, he's in a post-game press conference, and one of the students, uh, a, a student reporter at Duke, basically asked him, and I'm paraphrasing, um, how do you move forward? That was basically mm. the question. Whether mm. he said it in those words or not, uh, Coach K has been coaching for 700 years. He's been asked these questions 10 million times. Like, all you all you have to do is play the hits and say, we're going to watch tape, we're going to get better. You yep. could say that to yep. literally any yep. – by the way, as an aside, you could literally say that to any question you're asking a post-game press conference. Yes, in sports. In sport, any yep. question. If you don't – if you feel angry – First thing you should say, yep. you know what, that's a really thoughtful question. Yep. And then that we're person just, right now is like, wow, wow thank you, you. That was a really thoughtful question. Um. Instead, he takes We're going to watch tape. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to get better. We're going to get better. <laughs> we're going to watch tape and get better. Even if you win, and they're like, Coach, yeah. you look great. What, what are your thoughts on how great you look? He's like, hey, we're going to watch tape and get better. It's one game. We're going to watch tape. We're going to get better. That's literally all you have to say. Yep. Uh, he chose instead to lecture the kid. He said, in, in Coach K fashion, and what can only be Coach K fashion, yeah. say it, Tate. Say the words. Yeah. Uh, what's your major? <laughs> what's your major? What's your hardest class? That's how he jumps into it. Uh, and this is what the kid said. Jake Piazza is his name, and he is a, a student at Duke. If you're writing a screenplay where there's a confrontation between Coach K and a student reporter, yeah. you would make the student reporter's name be Jake, Jake Piazza. Piazza. <laughs> I don't know if he's related to Mike Piazza, but I'm going to assume he is. Uh, and he goes up like a, like a big league slugger. He looks at Coach K dead in the face. And I think he wrote a story after this, and uh, Coach K called him. Coach K apologized. Uh, the kid, Jake Piazza, basically says, you know, he was very sincere about it. I believed coach when he called me. Um, but the funniest thing to me, Mark Titus, uh, upon all this, just knowing the background of the journalism and all this sort of stuff, whenever you're a young kid and you're in these rooms, right, like I was with Roy Williams back in the day, there was a level of like, I don't even want to ask anything because like, I don't want to disrupt the, yeah. the order. But you're also a student in journalism and you have professors who are like, that is literally the opposite of what That's I'm trying to teach you right now. <laughs> Poor Jake. Never asked a question. And like I've been there before. I remember the first question I asked Roy Williams. 
he looked at me like I, you know, in my mind, he looked at me like I had eight eyes. Mm-hmm. And who was this kid? What's your message? Do you have a message for the haters? Or your, no, your question? my question. This is during the Weinstein report era, so we're talking about like you know scandal. So I'm yeah. like asking legitimate questions about like, did you hear from the NCAA this week? And it's like Roe Williams, like, who is this kid? Coach, did you do it? <laughs> Throw him out of here. Yeah. So I understand that feeling. Jake Piazza's never asked a question, uh-huh. and he says. Hi, coach, which I, I was like, that's very sweet to start. Hi, coach. I'm curious what the next step forward here is for the team as you move into another week of basketball. That was the question. Which, is, you, which again, is basically like, how do you, you, you guys suck. It was so generic so and generic. nice. And in such a layup of a question, he said week of basketball, which Coach K could say, you know, Jake, that's a really thoughtful question. You know, <laughs> we're going to watch the tape <laughs> and, and we're going to get better. <laughs> that's all, that's he, all had he had to say. say. But we all know. Uh, the, I remember the Atlantic wrote a story when I was in college. It was like 2011, my freshman year of college. And it was like, why does everyone hate Coach K? Why everybody hates mm-hmm. Coach K? And they go through all the reasons. And it's like, you know, they tell the story of, you know, basically Elton Brand was saying that the students on campus were all very uppity to him. And he didn't want to hang out with these yuppies on campus. And that's why he wanted to leave Duke. And Coach K was like, they're better than you. <laughs> like, you know, that's the kind of guy we're dealing with where he has these types of stories and he has this aura about him. But I remember in 2005, Coach K did this American Express commercial. And I, and I think, you know, if you're at home, go look it up. 2005 American Express commercial. And it's Coach K's PR pitch to the new era of what we all know Coach K as, right? It's forget what we have seen before. Forget that he's an asshole. Forget all this stuff that he's done mm-hmm. in the past. Now he's a leader of men. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he does this whole commercial. He's not just a basketball coach. You know, it's about being a leader. It's mm-hmm. about being there for people. Anyways, fast forward 10, 11 years later, Dylan Brooks, right? We remember this. Dylan Brooks moments. Had, Dylan Brooks hits a game winner against Duke. And as most anyone would when they do that in 2016, they celebrate. Mm-hmm. And Coach K walks over to him in the moment. We all at home say, he's definitely reprimanding him. Mm-hmm. Coach K goes to the press conference. He's asked about that reprimanding. He says, I did not reprimand anyone. And he ain't, what? <laughs> no, did not do that. Dylan Brooks also has a microphone, says he absolutely <laughs> yeah, he did. did. Yeah. And then Coach K what walks What do you say? Back. You're, you're, you're too good of a player for that. Or for that, like yeah. That. I think that was, that was the line, was right? Good. I saw this video, and I saw the clip, and I saw the uproar, and I saw the outrage, and I understood it, Titus. I did. I really did understand it. But it was one of those moments in my life where I think I, I am almost so desensitized yeah. to who Coach K actually is. Like, Scott Drew said this about Coach K to my parents one time in 2010 after he lost to him. And, and they're at dinner, and Scott Drew said, Coach K can turn it on and off like anyone, it, no one I've ever seen in my life. As far yeah. as, like, calling someone the F word and then, you know, being like, great to see you, John. Hope you yeah. have a great day, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and when you're that type of personality and you can turn it on and off, sometimes you're in between, you're in limbo, uh, uh-huh. and you get asked something that flicks the switch. Like, this kid asking that question, he thought he was being a smart ass, but it turns out he's so green, he was asking a very green question, but in his mind, he's like, this is a smart Duke student who's a yuppie who is like trying to uh-huh. basically try to make you. me, yeah, yeah, try to get yeah, me, yeah. like try, trying to make me look stupid. And so he slipped, he broke character. And I think we all saw this like little sliver of like the full version of K. We get like the, we get the front, for, the forward facing version all the time. And I enjoyed it because it was such a innocuous moment, like in my opinion. It is in a vacuum. It's not that big of a deal. He he told he he didn't like yell at the kid. It wasn't like that harsh, but it was, uh, you, you know, maybe you could argue that he didn't know it was going to be this big thing, and he was just kind of like trying to use an analogy that the kid would understand. Whatever. Yeah. Um. I don't know what's worse that, uh, uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. I don't. I like. <laughs> I, 
the idea that that we've we've t- we've taken this and blown it into this big thing just because it's Coach K is definitely true. But K not knowing that he's been in the game for so I I made the same point when he when he did the thing after the Illinois the, the comments after yeah. the Illinois game. He he has to know what he's doing, and if he doesn't, that might be worse. That's what I mean. Like it, it might actually be worse that Coach K uh, really had no idea that him saying this to the reporter, to this student reporter, was going to become a quote unquote story. Mm-hmm. Like if he really didn't know, and he's looking at his wife, he's like, I can't believe they 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 took that and ran with it. It's like, dude, you've been doing this for forty years. Yeah. Every time you open your mouth, people are listening. Mm-hmm. You you are the face of the. For better or worse, probably the biggest brand in college basketball, mm-hmm. certainly on social media, as Duke yeah. likes to remind us, they <laughs> yes, have the most yes, followers. Most followers. Uh, <laughs> you, you are the guy. You are the yeah. guy in college basketball. Every time you open your mouth, people are listening. And there's the I don't know. I don't I don't know what's worse. That you that you you're you're caught off guard by this or what, not. Or what is worse? What, what is worse and what's always been worse for every North Carolina person is because Coach K, like I said, in two thousand five, Coach K co opted Dean Smith's entire existence, right? So we had to sit and watch someone that we know is an asshole try to act like he's the moral authority. Like he Dean Smith is the kind of guy that loses the game and goes and beats the other team into the locker room to congratulate the other team. Yeah. And coach K is the kind of coach that will lose that team, go throw a chair in his locker room and then go into the locker room and say, you guys are great. You had a great game and I'm really pulling for you guys, you know? And we've always wanted to see the moment in between those two moments. Right. And that is what that was. The real takeaway from this is that coach K likened, uh, a a road game at Louisville, an unranked yes. Louisville team, uh, in twenty twenty one when he, he has won five national titles, yeah. won everything there is to win a million times over. He likened that to the hardest e contest that this kid was taking, uh, that, that this kid has ever taken. So he's basically saying that this was the hardest game I've ever coached. And, and so congrats I, to Louisville. <laughs> congrats to Louisville. Congrats to Louisville. And I think like in Coach K's mind, I think he is living in the old college basketball world of thinking, which is like a program is that team forever. So when mm-hmm. he loses in 2021 to Louisville, he is 1986 Coach K. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, I am still not yeah. that good. Like, I'm I still, still watching did, Jay Billis. Diddy Crumb still owns me yeah. somehow. Like, how is this? The Doctors of Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's enough. It's enough. Yeah. It's Thank, a, we, don't, we, don't look, need, we don't need to. Look, do not cancel K uh, because of this. I, I no. need K. <laughs> yeah, I need K. Right, so yeah. don't cancel him over this. Uh, let's talk about good guys and bad guys. Um, we, we got we got K out of the way. Uh, it is Tuesday. That's what we do on Tuesdays. It's yeah. good guys and bad guys. Mm. Who's your good guy of the week? Coach K. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good guy of the week. The barn. Uh, I think this is probably expected, yeah. right? The barn yeah. is we fell in love with the barn in Minnesota. Of course, what I'm talking about. Uh, Mark Turgeon, uh, he takes his team in there. They have, uh, for the fourth straight season, beating the Golden Gophers. Um, you and I did not know that Mark Turgeon owned Minnesota uh, going into this game. Mm. We thought that the barn was going to be able to offset this kind of ownership. And uh, at the end of the day, the barn was not able to deliver. And then after the game, Daryl Morsel from Maryland, uh, I, this was just a great quote I had to say. He said, we all dogs, man. A team full of dogs, and we built for this. We love coming into other arenas and just leaving our mark. They have three top twenty-five say, wins on the road. He's not wrong. Yeah. They, they, so Maryland, watch out for Maryland. What a in the weird tournament. team. Yeah, they're not good at home, but they're great on they're the road. They're nine and seven, I think, and they have wins at Illinois, at Wisconsin, yep. at Minnesota now. Yep. Which the win at Minnesota, as we said, is like I, they just beat Gonzaga. And Wisconsin was like number five or number <laughs> yeah. six when they beat them there. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, these are these are beating Minnesota at the barn might be the most impressive win of the in the country by fourteen points. They, yeah. My my Mark Turgeon bar memory is last season when uh, he complained right after 
right after basically clinching the Big Ten title, I don't mm-hmm. think they actually clinched it, but like they had to win like two of the final. Like Maryland had Maryland had a big lead in the Big yeah, Ten yeah, last yeah. year, and then they, they almost choked on. it away. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like they had to win like two of the final seven games, <laughs> and they lost like four in a row or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not true, but it, that's what it felt like. And then they fight. They win in the barn, and Mark Turgeon, uh, it, it, he basically clinched at least a share. Gets a camera in his face. He's asked, Mark, you did it. You moved from the, the ACC to the Big Ten. Yeah. The Big Ten has not accepted you. Everyone <laughs> yeah, hates you here. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they feel like you don't belong. They want to send your ass back to the ACC. Now, at long last, you've earned your seat at the, at the adult table. How do you feel? And he said, I can't believe we're playing these games on weeknights that yeah. we have to travel from. Yeah, he's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> this Nine ridiculous. o'clock games. I'm hoping I can get back in, in, in time to go to bed at a reasonable hour is what he said. That'll stick with me forever. When he, when he did that, I was like, man, this guy uh, fits in perfectly at the Big Ten. He's just petty as hell. And, um, so that was my memory. And then now it's this. So, like, Mark Turgeon, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. calm down. Yeah. Calm down. He That's owns the said. barn. He's the only person that knows how to beat him in the barn. We don't understand it. Uh, it's but ridiculous. I, but I brought this up to bring up the undefeateds. I feel like we needed an update uh, for the undefeated. So I'll just run through them for you. We got Gonzaga, 15-0. Mm-hmm. Their next game is Thursday at San Diego. We got Winthrop, 15-0. Their next game is Thursday at UNC Asheville. We got Baylor, who is 14-0. They got Kansas State on the 27th. We got Drake, 13-0. Yeah, Drake's been, you know, they've had some uh, games get canceled. They're just kind of waiting to see when they play. Oh, you're saying Drake's not that undefeated. They're not that undefeated right now, but it's not their fault. They have some other games get canceled, but they play Missouri State on the 26th. Um, they've had their last three games postponed. And then Alabama A and M uh, only played four game, four games. They're four now, so they're, those are your I would undefeated love, teams. I would love there. Alabama A and M to to be the last one standing. The last one standing, yeah. and they only play four games, or they, they maybe throw another one in. Just get, like like yeah. people start saying, you guys don't play enough games, but they throw one more game in, finish five and zero, oh, hang the banner. Yeah, <laughs> my pick is Vanderbilt head coach Jerry Stack Stackhouse, who. Oof. Is 0-5 in the SEC. He's 4-7 and overall. But in, in light of not having a good team, they were picked last in the SEC. They're, they're last in the SEC. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. a very uh, uh, Stallings-esque. Weirdly enough, Stallings was never this bad at Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. He was only that bad when he went to Pitt. But anyway, uh, Vandy sucks. And yet, Jerry Stackhouse is still finding a way to engage with the fans. He's still finding a way to get out in the community, uh, if the, assuming the community is online. Um, and what I mean by that, Tate, is that uh, – he got into first. First of all, we'll say this: his post game press conference. They lose at home to Arkansas by twenty one on Saturday. Um, he he has some candid comments, we'll say, mm-hmm. and he he's he's very long winded. He he did not say we're going to watch the tape and get better. Yeah, yeah. He didn't just say that. He he went in on he was naming names on guys that aren't working hard enough and say what was his quote that stood out to me? Uh, got to find some guys that want to play basketball right now. We got some guys that don't want to play no damn basketball. That's mm-hmm. what he said about his mm-hmm. team. Um. So some people took that as like, man, this is this is unnecessarily harsh, Jerry. Like your guys aren't that good to begin with. Why are you expecting more from them? Um, it's never a good look to to throw. I, I think one of the players he mentioned by name as a freshman, and he kind of threw him under the bus and said he wasn't playing hard enough and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so then that spiraled into like people saw that press conference. Some Vanderbilt fan. Uh, post these alleged DMs that he had with Jerry Stackhouse where Stackhouse basically just unsolicited, just like slid into this guy's DMs and was like, watch your mouth. Like, yeah. Don't talk shit. You're a f-. He called him a fake fan. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's real or not, because like, you know, Photoshop exists. So like it, it was just some anonymous guy that's like, by the way, this happened in November. He's been sitting on him for a few months. So that kind of became like a small story 
and the Vanderbilt world. Meanwhile, Jeff Goodman uses this opportunity to point out that Jerry Stackhouse <laughs> has apparently blocked like every college basketball media member. Yeah, yeah. And and obviously the college basketball media is not taking this well, and and they're like, how dare you, sir, block mm-hmm. me? Um, so he's getting it from all angles. His online presence is not not very very good right now, and as it turns out, his basketball team on the court also not very good. Jerry Stackhouse is one of the most terrifying people in basketball, and I say that with absolutely love. This man has 11 brothers and sisters. He's the youngest. He has seven brothers, and they used to just beat him up, according to Mm -hmm. him. And he said, I have never started a fight, but I finished lots of them. Christian Leitner, uh, (laughs) Brevin Knight, Allen Iverson. I mean, Jerry Stackhouse has no problem whooping somebody's ass, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if they don't, like he said, want to play basketball. And if I were on the Vanderbilt team, having known that, and I'm not sure these kids do, I would do some research. You know, do your Googles. Mm-hmm. Type in Jerry Stackhouse, will he beat my ass? Yes. 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 So do not play around with that. Like that that whole ideology of, of Jerry Stackhouse wanting to push his players or like you want to talk back to him, he's not playing around with that. Jerry Stackhouse is is a real one in that sense. So I think he's trying to talk to his team without actually having to fight them. I didn't, I'm I didn't being a little problem. facetious. You want to talk about like like, like Kay, Kay's comments and like ultimately I don't have a problem with what Kay said. It's <laughs> yeah. just kind of funny and, and whatever. Uh, Stackhouse, same thing. Like I don't have a problem. I, I read every word that he said in this press conference and I was like, his, his team and you don't, sucks. Like, and he would say that to every one of them. He obviously already has said it to every one of them. Yeah. And what I'm saying is he is – Jerry Stackhouse is a fighter in the sense like he wants to rile these kids up. He wants them to say, hey, I don't want to lose every game at Vanderbilt this year in the SEC you know yeah. like that to him he's like I could never I could never imagine that with my pride there's no way that could be possible and I'm not saying Vanderbilt's gonna figure it out because of this moment but I think that's more of where he's coming from he's like also, you what's, don't see, what's happening that's here? only the tip of the iceberg that we're seeing we, we haven't been following every practice you, yeah. you don't know what other methods Jerry Stackhouse has tried to get through to his team yeah that he's finally maybe he's at his wits end and he's like I don't know what else to do than just lose my mind during this press yeah. hour. Yeah. Which like you know maybe he's tried everything else. So everyone that's like oh this isn't the right way to do it you're supposed to do it this way. He's probably like I tried that bitch didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Rowan five. He, yeah. <laughs> I've talked to them in private. Yeah. I, I have tried yeah. to get the message across. Talk to their parents. Yeah. And guess talked, what? Yeah. They, they don't care unless the world knows that. You know what I, he should do? Yeah. He should do what Nate Oates does and talk about girls. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Coach Oates man. Uh, talk about girls. But the real reason Jerry Stackhouse is my good guy of the week is because uh, yeah. he's blocking people on Twitter and I just wanted to applaud him for that because uh, the older I get the more time I spend on the internet the more I am on team block everybody mm. just block literally everybody yeah. I, and I've been doing it a lot in my with my own personal Twitter account um, and I think I just wanted to defend Jerry Stackhouse because I think there's this idea that people who block people online are soft yeah. and I would argue yeah. it's the opposite it's the people who get blocked that are soft because they like go to Hey man, did you see Jerry Stackhouse's tweet? Oh no, I'm gonna. Oh, oh, he blocked me. He blocked. He blocked me. He blocked me. For what? What did I do? Like those are the soft people. Yeah, dude. Like Twitter. Yeah. If you treat Twitter like it's, I would use this analogy. If Twitter is supposed to be the town square or whatever, where mm. people are just talking. If you're walking <laughs> to the town square and someone like you're just kind of like walking, having your ice cream cone, and someone pops out and's like, "You suck, dude." Yeah, and you had the power to snap your fingers and make that guy go away or like you're the king and you could have him executed you're like Jerry Stackhouse get rid of this guy (laughs) get him out of here and that's what that's what Twitter blocking is is he just pointing he's like get him out of here Uh, All right, moving on bad guy of the week who's your pick Bad guy of the week for me is pretty simple, uh, and it's just because I'm in love with him. And uh, he is the ACC Coach of the Year. He is the man that led Florida State to the ACC Tournament Championship mm. last year. He is, of course, 
Coach Ham, Leonard Hamilton, the man that Joe B. Hall called uh, when he was working at a chemical plant and said, I got to open him for an assistant coach. I think you should drive from Charlotte to Lexington and check this out. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. And since they came back from Paul's, uh, they blew out NC State, 105-73. to The North Carolina game was pretty close, but North Carolina's playing really well, 1-5 of the last six. They win that game 82-75. to Then they basically blow out Louisville. Louisville makes it more of a game in the end. And then they blow out Clemson. So since they've come into 2021, Leonard yeah. Hamilton has been on a tear. The Florida State Seminoles have been on a tear. And look, Scotty Barnes is a five-star we all know that Leonard Hamilton knows where the bag is and knows how mm-hmm. to get these guys to campus. You know, Johnny Isaac of the world, you know, the list goes on. Uh, but Florida State, they are the premier team in, in the ACC, in my opinion. They are the top flight team in the ACC. And that is where the bad guy sits. You know, it's like Coach K or Jeff Capel would be up there originally. They're done. Throw them off. The king is dead. Boy, you sure are omitting one guy. It's Coach Ham. It's Coach yeah. Ham. Sit him up there. Put him right there, bad guy of the week. Uh, they, they, they had to have gotten a different strain of COVID then. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. This is this is very bizarre. And yeah. I, I mean, uh, obviously that was kind of a joke, but at the same time, like in all seriousness, it is very weird to see the different ways people are coming back mm-hmm. from pause. I, I I hate that I'm using that, by the way. Andy yeah. Andy came on the show and was like, "Yeah, of course, on pause." And now I'll, I find myself saying all the time, uh, the the way it's affecting different teams. Some teams are coming back, like Clemson, that are just absolutely garbage. And yeah. who knows if Clemson will ever win a game again the way they're going right now. Yeah. Um, others like Florida State, they took the break, they came back, they're like, they're unbelievable. To the point that, is Florida State undefeated? Almost. I, I mean, <laughs> almost. they keep it going, we're going to have to talk about it. Like They they are post-COVID break undefeated, and uh, yeah. And Raekwon Gray, uh, I brought up at the beginning of the year, and I said he was the new Zion. Uh, watch him. He really yeah. is unbelievable. Who's who's the best player on Florida State? MJ Walker, Scotty Barnes. It's got to be one of those two, right? But I would say Raekwon Gray, Gray right now. That's such a. St- I mean, the answer is MJ Walker, but but that's for such me, like a hipster like no, I. Uh, no, that's the Rick Pitino answer. If yeah, you really yeah. know basketball, if yeah, you really know yeah, basketball, yeah, right. Mark, if you knew it like I know it, yeah. Then if then you the knew answer, Florida State, like if you I knew did. Florida State, yeah. I mean, it's honestly the the guy that really Balsa is the one that uh, that that the the big guy, the the Serbian kid, was the one that killed us. Uh, the seven footer. Oh, so it's just the guy, whoever plays well against North Carolina. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, they have, like, five guys that I I would be like, oh, that could be the right answer. MJ Walker's probably the right answer, or Scotty Barnes is the right answer. (laughs) Raekwon Gray's the right answer, though. Balsa, I can't say his last name. Caprica? Caprica, I think it is. He's Serbian and amazing. He Um, he punked the entire North Carolina team. But Florida State, great team, best team in the ACC right now. Don't listen to what Mike says later. Uh... There you have it, Leonard Hamilton, bad guy of the week. Uh, my bad guy of the week, staying in the state of Florida, I'll make this one quick. It is Dick Vitale, who is very clearly, <laughs> very clearly cashing Pepto-Bismol checks. What is this? Uh, he, he's he's a Tampa guy. Look wow. at this. That's picture. such a good picture. <laughs> this man, so he's a Tampa Bay guy. We know this. Uh, yeah. he, uh, he, he lives in Tampa. He famously never makes a meal in his kitchen ever in his life. He yep. eats every meal out, which, yep. by the way, how is, how is Dickie V handling the COVID stuff with when restaurants were closed? Uber that's Eats, great, baby! That's a great question. Were, were restaurants ever closed? Until, they, surely they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. How, what did he do? He, he eats all of his meals out. He drank Pepto-Bismol until like, he passed out. Uh, so the, the, uh, during this run that the Buccaneers are on, he, yeah. this started like a couple weeks ago, one week ago or something, where you just tweeted, Lorraine, bring me Pepto. And that's like all he said, or something like that. And it would, I was scratching my head like, what the hell is this man talking about? 
He goes pedal to the metal with the Pepto. Pepto probably reached out to him at yeah. that point. Yeah. And was sure. like, hey, Dick, you want to like, you know, make yeah. this like a hashtag Engagement. ad yeah. situation? <laughs> and Dick was like, yeah, I will cash those checks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so apparently during the, the Buccaneers-Packers game, the NFC Championship, Dick Vitale six times, Tate, tweeted a picture of him holding Pepto-Bismol and made uh, uh, some sort of comment about how he's chugging Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, to, to, to survive the game. And my yeah. question to you is, is this a known thing that like Pepto-Bismol is the remedy if you're nervous as a sports fan? Because I have never in my life, like Pepto-Bismol is like, I'm going to shit my pants or something. Like, I guess it, yeah. I guess it tracks. Like I'm going to, I'm so nervous. I'm going to shit my pants. I think it's trying to like, like calm down. Your, maybe Tums, I think would be maybe the right answer. Tums like you're, would, like you're rumbling, yeah. like your stomach's rumbling. You I was so confused. I was like, I like, you need to just for like, you have anxiety basically. Is Pepto-Bismol yeah. for anxiety? No, no. I think- don't think it is. <laughs> this is Dick Vitale's wheelhouse. I, I want more of this from Dickie V. Less of like yeah. offering his takes on uh, whether Will Wade was paying guys and Sean Miller was paying guys, but Rick Pitino definitely wasn't paying guys. Yeah. Like, less like, less like, of don't that. Don't be serious, yeah. Dick. Just don't, let, 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 leave the serious stuff to, to real journalists like Tate and I. And uh, just go back to tweeting about Pepto Bismol. That's what that's what we all love. So, uh, but he's definitely how much? Paid, how much right? did he get paid for that? He's definitely getting paid. For I that. think he's getting paid like ten thousand a tweet. Probably. Good that's pretty him. good. Yeah, it's a, it's that's a good of, rate. Buy a lot of Pepto. Sixty. Good grand, rate, so. Dick. There you go. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break and uh, talk to Mike Rutherford, and then come back and we'll finish up the show. Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Discover. Any credit card can offer cash back, but only Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped like cash, so you already know there's cash inside before opening it. But in this case, it's stuff with your first year cash back match, and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Cash back match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something better. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Good Life. Good Life makes high-quality essentials for modern living and believes the quality and fit of their T-shirts is unmatched. Providing a fresh twist on some of Styles' greatest hits, all of their core products have been made in California at the same L.A. factory since they were founded six years ago. Their core fabrics are uniquely designed to provide the perfect T-shirt for everyone. All are made to help you look and feel your best. Good Life, America's premium t-shirt. Go to goodlifeclothing.com to take 20% off your entire order with promo code TITUS at checkout. That's goodlifeclothing.com, TITUS at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Back to the podcast. Joining us now is a true friend of the program. I, I, I yep. we, we use that term for anybody that comes on the show, but this guy is actually a friend of the program. We we love having the, him on for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, Louisville just beat Duke, and we thought, this makes a lot of sense. His yep. name is Mike Rutherford. He's the founder of Card Chronicle. You can follow him on Twitter at Card, Card Chronicle. Uh, Mike, we got to start with Coach K, um, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys beat Duke. I, I guess, like, let's talk about that. Louisville beat Duke. You beat Kentucky this year. Um, has that ever happened? Do you remember this happening? I mean, you guys mm. never beat Kentucky. So, like, what 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 is the vibe right now? Is this uh, good times in Louisville? What's going on? I believe it happened three years ago. Um, The Donovan Mitchell team, 2016-17, so I guess four years Mm. ago. Mm, uh, Great year. Smacked smacked Grayson Allen in the face. We won that game. And then uh, we beat uh, the De'Aaron Fox Kentucky team earlier in that year. So it's happened fairly recently, but still feels good. And I don't know if you guys saw the stat. And Tate, you especially listen up here. (laughs) Louisville 
only program in college basketball mm. to have faced Coach K at least 10 times and has a winning record against him. That's true. I, I did yeah. see this, and I like this, Mike. This is uh, It's one of those times where, like, in ACC history, all the teams that came in, they had to, like, earn their stripes a little bit to kind of get into the ACC. Mm-hmm. Louisville's always been adored, I feel like, especially because Patino came in. He was a Hall of Famer. You know, then you get Lamar Jackson. You get the Heisman moment. So, like, yeah. Louisville's always been liked. But then you throw this up there. They're like, we own Coach K. Yeah. It's like, that's... That's what I like to see. So I'm all in for that. That's a great stat. There's there's like a weird thing with Coach K, too, where he's overly complimentary after every game against Louisville. And I don't know <laughs> if it's because Louisville beat him in the 86 title game back when the whole – like remember like if you read yep. stories about Coach K from the 80s, it's bizarre. They all talk about him getting the monkey off his back and can't mm-hmm. win the big one, which is just – it blows your mind to read now in, in 2021, right. like greatest coach of all time. <laughs> but he, after they lost to Louisville in 2013 in the Elite Eight, had this whole big thing about like – that's what they do. They boom you like these big runs was like just super complimentary. And then, <laughs> uh, he's, it wasn't it, a blip. Like, it I, wasn't a bomb. It was a boom. Yeah, that's what it was. And like it doesn't work at all. Louisville fans still hate him just as much as everybody else. But he but he still says really, really nice stuff about Louisville after every time we kick his ass. Who Who is the biggest Louisville rival in the ACC at this point? Mm. Would you say? It's I can tell you who the fans dislike the most at this point. It's not Virginia anymore. Hmm. Um, Louisville beat. Virginia one time and every Louisville fan is now like, well, Chris Mack figured out. We Virginia. did it. Yeah. We, <laughs> it's done. yeah. We, we won a game. We were favored to win by 10 by I think two points. So we've, we've clearly, we've, we've, we've cracked that code. It's done. Uh, but it's, it's Florida state now. Um, mm. They have, it, it's a program that Louisville had played. I think they've played like 50 times because they used to be in the old Metro conference together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the Missouri Valley way back in the day and Louisville owned the series like I think it was like 34 to nine just a few years ago. And now Florida state's won six of eight. They've beaten Chris Mack all four times they've played in the ACC. Mm. They had the big win over him in his last game at Xavier. And they just like, like they not only beat Louisville, they humiliate him. Like they dunked on Jordan Wara last year. That's they right. dunked on JJ trainer this year. They threw L's down to an empty stadium. <laughs> when they left, uh, the, the stadium last Monday, like Louisville fans are just kind of sick of Florida state. Wow. Well, it's funny. That, or at least it was good that the Duke game was on the other side of that game because it kind of washed away the Florida state game a little bit. And I was going to ask you, Mike, because Titus asked me this, I feel like for the past three weeks, he asked me, what is the ACC? Who are the top teams? Or if there was a tier one of the ACC, what does that look like? I, I think if we're doing tiers, at this point, like tier one alone is Virginia and Florida State in mm-hmm. my mind. Like I, I think that they're I, I didn't get why Virginia started off so slow. When you look at that roster, like they have Kia Clark, he's been there forever. They've got Jay Huff, who's the, the emerging star. They've got uh, you, you know, the, I think Casey Morsell is kind of that breakout guy who's gonna be really good at the end of his sophomore year and then yeah. miraculously gets awesome when he's a junior. Like they've got all the typical Virginia pieces. And when I watched him play in November and December, I was just kind of like Eh. why do you suck like, right. like, like what's yeah, going right. on right this doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense uh florida state now hitting its stride they're beating everybody by 50 points to me there's gigantic separation between them and the rest of the, uh, the the conference and i would like to give titus a shout out this is the second year in a row now where he's texted me and been like louisville's rolling we got to get you on the pod this. to talk about it and they have promptly <laughs> lost two in a row <laughs> If they hadn't beat Duke on Saturday, I would not be here. I would not be doing this pod. I did. Do uh, I was. Thank God for Duke. Zero yeah, joke. The funniest part is I think I did it after the Wake Forest game. Like you guys beat Wake. <laughs> all the teams you beat it was like Wake Forest. I was like, damn, because I, I was watching it the next day. Yeah. And I'm just sitting on my couch like watching uh, Carly Jones going off against Wake Forest. Yeah, like, Wake's a scrappy team like, too. They fr- trick you into it. They're playing so hard. You're like, yeah, we're beating a good team I'm right like, now. Damn, Louisville looks pretty good right now, yeah. Mike. 
You guys got a good thing going. Uh, let's talk about Carly Jones. Uh, he's okay. a guy that I feel like, uh, unless you've really been locked in on Louisville basketball, and, and again, no offense to you guys, but you haven't been ranked most of the year. Have you been ranked at all this year? Right We're now. We're ranked right now. Right now. You're ranked right now? <laughs> Today. How? <laughs> Why? We've been Thank ranked you, like five times this year. right now. You got ranked because you beat Duke? Exactly. Are you kidding? <laughs> Coach K gassed you up that much. So it was like, this is the hardest test of my life. Absolutely. All right, well, we congratulations. We lost to State by 30 and then beat a bad Duke <laughs> All right, in the last well, second, and it was enough to jump us into the top 25. Listen, I love it. the point stands that if, you, if you're like me and your app, your score app has it programmed to just show top 25 games, Louisville's not popping up a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And with that, maybe a lot of people around the country aren't watching a lot of Carly Jones. And he, he's a transfer, has not, has not been playing for Louisville the past few years, so – now you're ranked. Now people are going to watch, and they're going to be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, explain to the people who he is. Like, <laughs> yeah. wait, first of all, we—he we, came on uh, Tate and I's radar when we were doing like previews. That I forget who it was. Uh, what was it, Malik? Was it Malik that said like he's Allen Iverson or something? Going into like so one of his teammates yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. was like, Carlyke is basically <laughs> he's Allen Iverson. You and I looked at each other. What? Yeah, we were. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Um, Mike, did you know he was going to be this good? Did you get a sense he was going to be this good? Because uh, transfers, guys who average twenty points a game at tiny schools and then go to big schools, it's not a it's not a guarantee. In fact, more often than not, they they step up and they're like, "Wow, this is too hard. This is <laughs> this is harder than I thought it'd be." He's been amazing. Like, what 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 is your Carly Jones experience? Explain to the people what that's been like for you. I, I could do fifty five minutes on this. Like, Carly Jones is awesome like like he is the he's one of the most fun Louisville players to watch in the last Mm -hmm. uh, I mean since I've been watching which is my entire life basically he's I think we thought he was going to be good and I knew I'd seen him play a couple of times at Radford they played in the big south semis he went shot for shot with Jermaine Merrow for Hampton who I think was like the second or or leading scorer in college basketball a couple years ago anyways they both scored like like 35 points in that game it was awesome to watch so I knew he was good. I didn't think he'd be able to get to the rim against ACC teams the way that he has. And he is, he, he does a little bit of everything. He's third in the conference right now in both scoring and assists. He's like five, nine, 170 pounds. And he gets like six, seven rebounds every single night That's because crazy. he's just one of those dudes who sees the shot in the air and knows exactly how it's going to come off the rim. And he's like the, the guy that I, I've heard him compare to like no disrespect to Allen Iverson. I, I don't know if they belong in the same <laughs> sentence, but, uh, like he reminds me a little bit of watching Fred Van Vliet when he was at Wichita state, just mm. the, you can see the wheel spinning a little bit. Like, you know, when he makes a pass, he can see like where that ball should be four passes from now. Um, there was a coach in the ACC that made a COVID pinata and smashed mm. it after a game. And Mike Rutherford for people, you know, at home, they may not know this. You are a bit of a Josh Pastner whisperer. Uh, you wrote a, an article who said it, Josh Pastner or Michael Scott, the definitive quiz back in 2018, um, what do you think about the year of Josh Pastner? Because he has been um, on the highest of highs, I would say. He has owned uh, the space. We thought he would be good guy of the year, but he's almost winning too many games to be good guy of the year. But what is the where is Josh Pastner like, right Georgia now? Georgia Tech is is at the top, near the top of the yeah, SEC they, standings, right? Like they could have beat Virginia this weekend. <laughs> you know, some tough calls on Alvarado down the stretch, but we'll get to that. The most upsetting result of the weekend for me was Georgia Tech not closing that game out against Virginia because yep. it's been my dream since this year started 
and we first off Pastner wearing that stupid ass gigantic like paintball face shield. He looks like Airroy Jetson. Wa- yeah. And are am I crazy? Are his sideburns thicker? Yeah, than usual? definitely. Like, thicker. Those, every time I, think I see he's him, putting them on. Just, he's he's, he's cool But so like my my dream for this season has been like Georgia Tech goes to unprecedented heights. They they dominate the ACC, win a conference championship. Yep. And Pastner. He does like the Rip Hamilton thing where he just he has to keep wearing the face shield every year for the rest of his career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not good without the face shield. Exactly. Like it becomes a thing. Like when he gets tossed, it's like here comes the face shield throw, like into the crowd of like, does he have eye problems or a broken Atlanta. nose? Like, nah, it's for good luck. <laughs> Ten years yeah. from now, like, faster still wearing the face shield. Yeah, like like he just he feels obligated because his best season came in the gigantic That's the weird That's so good. face shield. This That's is why it needs to keep happening. This is why you're the pastor whisperer. Um, all right, forget the ACC. Can we talk about beating Kentucky? Just uh, the, the give us your your summary of the Coach Cal versus Chris Mack WWE feud we saw the the promos they were cutting back and forth. Um, also, th- this is going to be like a twelve part question. Also, uh, do you is it better to to beat Kentucky and send them to depths they've never really experienced in modern basketball history, or yep. would you rather have beaten like the twenty fifteen team? Say, um, I guess it's a two part question. Those are the two parts. <laughs> twenty fifteen slightly extreme because they were so so good. Um, if it was like. I don't know this year, and we talked about it a little bit uh, on uh, my podcast. Shameless plug, shout to Carl on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like we kind of said, it almost feels better this year because we thought like they pulled every card that they had for that Louisville game. Like Calipari was playing the hits, you know. Like, don't listen to bums who can't beat us. Who you know we've we've dominated for the last ten years. Like all this stuff, all these videos they made, all the promo videos, it was all about beating Louisville. And then when we won, we kind of felt like we could all sit back and just watch Rome burn. Which is exactly what's been happening for the yeah. last month. Yeah, and yeah. Like, Camelot is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> he hates his players. He hates his fans now. He's saying all the wrong stuff at every press conference, which has never happened for the last eleven years. Ever. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is totally unraveling. And I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon, regardless of what any Kentucky fan will tell you. So that's better. Like, like knowing yeah, that I think you it was the better. role. Yeah, I think so too. Especially because they got the picture of the nineteen eleven Kentucky team. You know, yeah, like if you're yeah. pulling those pictures yeah. out, that's good for everybody. Yeah. You're, yeah, perfect. It, uh, it was, and the, the game is enjoyable because it was like an hour and 59 minutes of just <laughs> fear of the what we all knew was coming and just, just desperation and sadness and depression and then like 30 <laughs> seconds of, of great joy, which was uh, it's how you always want your sporting experience to be. That's how it always is. That's how it always is. Uh, what uh, all right, all right. I'm I'm trying to think because man, I have we we could talk to you for for hours. I'm trying to figure out what I want to focus on here. What what about like all HCC? Because I need you guys to explain this to me. So mm-hmm. like Tate is on Justin Champagne. He's a Champagne Brothers guy. He's yeah. no longer a Hauser Brothers guy. Yeah, I hate the Hauser. Uh, Champagne's his his pick for ACC Player of the mm-hmm. Year as of right now. Carly Jones is up there. Who are the candidates for the for the rest of America listening? Not Garrison Brooks. Uh, Jay Huff certainly has to be <laughs> in the mix, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else would it be? Uh, uh, Matthew Hauser. Hurt. Matthew Hurt's having a good year, isn't he? I think Hurt got ruined by Champagne, just head to head. I think that kind of ruined his campaign. I feel like right now Champagne is the front runner. Carly Jones is probably because I can't like Mike Tate will tell me these things, and I just take him <laughs> as, as though it's gospel. Because I'm like, I don't know. I guess you know more than I do. Uh, so can can would you agree? Is Justin Champagne the guy in the ACC? It's Carly Jones. It's Carly Jones. <laughs> He's, I love. He's it. the guy. Like. I, I do think it's those two. I know yeah. Virginia fans yeah. have gotten on me in recent weeks for saying yeah, they think Jay Huffs should be the front runner right now. And here's my 
my response to that is Jay Huff is seven one. Carly Jones is like five nine. They listed well, six one. Well, who they're cares? Like, like, it's not, they're not boxing, Mike. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. They're, they they're, are. They're, 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 they are. They are. They're Good averaging point, the same amount of rebounds. I like it. David versus Goliath. Yeah. Aaron Judge smashes a home run. Mike's like not impressed. When Altuve does does it, I'm impressed. Aaron Judge. No, I'm boring. saying like I'm saying he's got a foot on Carly Jones, and they average the exact same number of rebounds. That's my J. That's my J. I was talking over you. Yeah, I was too. I was talking over you, and you're making your point that I thought you were just like he's small, so let's cheer for him. We we don't give ACC Player of the Year to anybody over six five. I, I hate to keep doing this to you, but at the same time, I really, really, truly do not because, um, <laughs> I mean, you know it's coming. If you're coming on the show, you know it's coming. Mm. What is the Patino status? What, <laughs> where, where, where are Louisville fans with this? If announcement comes that at the next home game, Rick Patino is going to be honored and they're going to hang uh, his white suit into the rafters or mm. something, uh, how outraged are Louisville fans? What, where, where do we stand in the feud of Rick Patino versus Papa John versus the University of Louisville? Mm-hmm. Well, he won the Papa John feud because yep. Papa John yep. is 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 Big gone. Papa now. gone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we and I think we mentioned the last time I did the podcast that he had like sort of a kill bill list where mm-hmm. he said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not coming back to Louisville unless Papa John's gone, the interim president's gone, uh-huh. and the board of directors guy's gone, and they're like they all like resigned in disgrace. So don't screw with Rick Pitino. He's going to put you on a list. He's going to get you out of town. Absolutely. Um, but. I think the fan base is like still kind of 50 50 on mm-hmm. Rick. There are some people who like still talk about the heights that he took the program to and all the good times. And there are other fans who are like everything that we're dealing with right now, the NCAA sort of uncertainty, the past couple of years dealing with that cloud, like it's all Patino's fault. So I, I don't think it's ever going to be clear. I don't think he's going to come back anytime soon. That's, that's what I'll say. We are a stick to sports podcast, so mm. I don't mean to invoke this man's name, but there seem to be like a little bit of parallels with uh, Donald Trump is out of <laughs> office and the new president. And, like I, the, the people I've been talking to about uh, the new presidency we're living in is like it's boring, and some people like that, some people don't. Whatever, but whatever. The point is, is like we had this tumultuous, just like insane character in charge, mm-hmm. and then now it's the boring era. And it, there's sort of a parallel with that with Louisville, where now Chris Mack is is the head coach. Um, and th- things are more stable. Yep. There's not insanity. There's not NCAA knocking and, and lawsuits and this and that. Mm-hmm. But do you miss it, Mike? Do you miss the Do you miss the insanity a little bit? <laughs> do you miss knowing that every year Rick Pitino is going to have a team that plays a certain way and there's going to be certain headlines and he's going to be drinking his coconut water? And- this kid fell into my lap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you Do you I miss didn't the even circus? recruit this kid? Does any part of you miss the circus, Mike? <laughs> I miss like the. Like the minor parts of the circus. It's kind of like the the one out of every ten Trump tweets where you're like, this is like genuinely yeah, funny. That like, one, this that is, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Like that that was good. Like I don't miss the gigantic scandals, but I miss the the, the post game press conferences because yep. like Chris Mack is way too straightforward. It'll tell yeah. you if Carly Jones scores thirty points and wins the game, he's like, Carly Jones was great. He was our best player. Like Patino, Donovan Mitchell would score forty five points and he'd be like, Mike. Who, who do you think was the MVP tonight? And I'd be like, well, I think it was Donovan Mitchell. And he'd be like, you're wrong. It's BJ Angel King. Nunez. He played five minutes. He scored three points. It was the biggest three points of the game. You know nothing about basketball. I miss that stuff. Like, like that, I miss the little stuff. Oh, oh me too. Don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, his name is Mike Rutherford. Yes. If you if you listen to our show and, and you're not following Mike, what are you even doing with your life? He, yeah. he truly is a friend of the program. Remind, remind the people, Tate, the, the last time we, we saw Mike in the flesh. 
was at the live show yes. in Louisville. Yes, yes. And with- Mike uh, Mike came out with us, and I think we told him before, and we're like, Mike, we'll introduce you. Just wait one second here. We walked on stage. Mike was with us, and we're, First like, of all, we're like, let's go. Mike, It was Breeders' Cup, and Mike showed up in the tank and was like, fellas, I've had a few. He's like, I'm ready to go. We're like, we're like, that's perfect, Mike. All we ask is that they're going to introduce us. <laughs> And then we'll, I had we'll no idea, t- by the way, that that was like a thing. So I, I had no idea that that was a thing that I accidentally walked on stage with you. No, it's perfect. Until then, you told me last episode. Yeah, it, well, it was perfect. And then last episode, by the way, we, we, we brought that up last time you came on the show, uh, which was about a year ago. Yep. And then uh, the fallout from last episode was that you were on camera the entire ep- the entire interview and yeah. didn't realize that you had your phone shooting up your chin and, and all that. So hopefully I did. It was terrible. Hopefully we, well, uh, look, yeah, great you look today, great Mike. now. Yeah. We, 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 thanks for thanks for doing this. Congratulations to Louisville on being ranked and Carly Jones, AC player, player of the year. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Uh, thanks, Mike. Want to talk about our good friends at Geico? Do you own a renter home? Sure, you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. You know what else is easy, Tate? Is uh, coming up with Geico commercials. I think because yeah. they're, they're knocking <laughs> out of the park. The uh, I. I uh, I meant to make a note of this when, when we're reading these Geico ads. The uh, the the tag team one, the scoop. There it is. Mm. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's a it great plays. One. That's a new one. Shout yeah. out to the uh, the the other actors in there. Like obviously, tag team kills it, and they, yeah. you know, tag whatever. team. But then uh, the other actors, the dancing, the whole mm-hmm. the whole thing, the whole thing. It's it's good. It, it's good wholesome fun. It always family, hits you, know? you in like the twenty seconds that you want to be hit. So you know where the yep. ads that can go too long. It's always the perfect yep. amount. Thank you, Geico. Perfect amount of time. They don't just make great commercials. They also make it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right, thanks to Mike for joining us. And uh, I know he's not listening now, but Mike, if you are listening, I apologize for asking you about Rick Pitino every single time you're yeah. on the show. But yeah. like, like I said, when I set up the question, I also don't apologize. Like, I, I understand that it's... I, I think he misses it, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. It's nice to have that character in your back pocket. It's going to be what Duke is like and Carolina is like. Once you lose yeah. that guy that's like the face of your program. And not to say that Louisville basketball is just Rick Pitino, but for a lot of people, that white suit and yeah. that demeanor really is, you know? Dude, what a time. It, it's it's become so much harder to come up with content centered around Louisville basketball yeah. now. We we talked about it a little bit with Mike, but um, we we just got. By the way, we we we're recording this on Monday night. I like the timestamps so people know uh, the 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 situation here. Arizona is currently up by twenty on Arizona State. They just mm. played like a few days ago. Now they're playing in Tucson, and uh, Arizona still better. Um, <laughs> anyway, we watched earlier today Virginia smoke Syracuse. Um. As much as you want to believe that Florida State is the best team, I'm having a hard time believing that anybody's better than Virginia. In fact, mm. I would argue Virginia belongs in the top five. I think they're ranked eighth in the the newest yep. poll. Yep. They came out of the gate a little slow. It's it's like the the narrative for Virginia was built very early in the season, and no one's really bothered to like check mm-hmm. back up on them. It's like 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 Virginia is, is still the defending national champion state. Uh, Coming into this year, it, there were a few question marks, but also they they were they were a top five team preseason. People yep. thought a lot like thought, thought uh, Tony Bennett's got his defense. Now you had Sam Hauser. They're going to be good, surely, but also are the pieces going to fit right? Uh, they lose to San Francisco by one. Um, then Gonzaga waxes him. So as it turns yep. out, Virginia is the third best team in the WCC, uh, but they are the best team in the ACC. Mm-hmm. And my my point is that I think early on. Virginia gets waxed by Gonzaga, loses to San Francisco. I think most of America, especially the people that hate Virginia, mm. that hate that mm. brand, hate Bennett mm. brand of basketball, mm. they said, thank God. They won the last national title. Thank God they suck now. They can go away finally. We don't have to worry about them. They kind of put them over there on the shelf, 
And I would just like to say, when you put Virginia on the shelf way back yeah. when, when nobody puts him, Tony on the shelf, nobody puts Tony on the shelf. Yeah, because uh, Tony grew stronger. <laughs> he came back, and now Virginia is good. Yeah, Virginia is very yep. good. They have. I saw. Uh, uh, some people are, are some Virginia fans are arguing that this might be the best offensive team that Virginia has ever had in terms of balance. Ty Jerome did not like that. Ty I, no, I said, don't like. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, you know, the argument would be that the the, the national title team was a three headed monster with a Hunter and Guy and Jerome, and it kind of fell off a cliff after that. That's that's what the argument would be. I'm not making who that hit argument. the shot against Purdue. I'm not making the argument. Who made the pass? Don't yell at me. I'm not making the <laughs> argument. I'm just okay. the messenger. Those are the other two guys, uh, by the way. And then you look at this Virginia team, and they got they got balance. They got they got they, they got Jay Huff is what they have. They have a seven foot one guy that's shooting threes and blocking shots. Mm-hmm. And twenty one and twelve today. He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's supposed to be their second best player because Sam Hauser. Sam to be Hauser better. is the second best player. Yeah. we should say that now. We can define Trey that. Murphy's been unbelievable. Um, he he's great. I mean, Kia like the we, we we joked about it early, but like the two point guard situation is working for Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia's very good, and that's your Tony guy update. Yes. Virginia is the legitimately the best team in the ACC. They've won fifteen ACC games in a row. They play it's at a program Virginia record, Tech. by the way, for Virginia. They Pretty play impressive. at uh, Virginia Tech on Saturday, so there's literally no way. Anything could go wrong mm. for their pursuit of mm. sixteen in a row. There's mm. nothing that could go wrong, mm. uh, and that's that, and that's that's it. So there's your update. One last thing about this game before it uh, or after the game, Tony Bennett was asked about this matchup playing against the zone, Bayheim's famous zone. Mm. Uh, they obviously play the pack line defense. He said, "This is good versus evil in basketball." Uh, I thought that was a great quote, which is about as as risque as Tony gets. It, it, like, that, that it, was, a, I mean. Know. Just for Jim Beheim to hear Tony Bennett say that, I'm sure. Well, he, maybe he meant we are evil. You know, like maybe he was like, of course, Jim is good and everything Jim does is good. He would say and that I'm, if they yeah, had, if they yeah, push back. He'd be like, yeah. I'm, of course, saying I'm, we're evil. I'm the evil one. Those yeah. are the evil. Those are yeah, the good guys. I have a lot to atone for. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't go to bed on time last night. Anyway, that is, that is my, uh, you're a Virginia hater now. Yeah, yeah. So um, I am still, a, okay. I'm still a Virginia lover and I just wanted to, that's my PSA to America is that Virginia is. Virginia is for lovers, by the way. Yeah, they Virginia do say lovers. that. Yeah. We, we, we're contractually Virginia. obligated to do a Cal's guy update. Uh, we'll say that Kentucky beat LSU on Saturday. Um, I just want, I have this point. If yeah, Kentucky please. wins out, it's not, <laughs> Kentucky's not dead yet. The LSU game was a big win, right? If this is a momentum starter, if Kentucky yeah. wins out in the regular season, they will finish the regular season sixteen and nine. They will have wins over. They they, they uh, up next. They have at, at Alabama tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow being you know Tuesday. Yep. If, you're, if you're listening to the show, uh, Texas they still have coming up at home. I believe yep. they play Missouri. They play Tennessee. These are their next four games. State they win those four, they're ranked seventeenth at yep. least. Yep. Uh, maybe 12 they they went out the rest of the regular season they finished 16 and 9 they don't even have to win the sec tournament which by the way conference tournaments might not even be happening this year that's like kind of the new yeah that's the thing that everyone's the new, kind of like, saying without saying that's the yeah. new white walkers it's coming game of thrones yeah, and like it's just yeah. the there's yeah, always like worry. there's always something just lingering it's like conference tournaments are they gonna happen um yeah so that that that's that kentucky might be back they might be back Who's to say? We'll Fingers find out crossed. soon enough. Uh, and then the other the other Cal's guy update is Cal's uh, definitely a guy who is definitely a Cal guy is Johnny Juzang of UCLA. Yeah. Uh, balled out. Had 27 points uh, for UCLA. Scored 21 straight. But unfortunately, Tate, yes. it's a little Pac-12 update, but yes. also uh, it fits for, for Cal's it. guy. Unfortunately, Stanford pulled out the win um, at the buzzer. Oscar De Silva, De Silva, yeah. Tiger Campbell got caught up. They they they, they did this, the uh, the this. Illinois Illinois beat number one Indiana in assembly in Illinois assembly hall in 2013 
on a similar thing with the back screen and slip to baseline the, out of bounds. Play. Yeah, baseline out of bounds. Catch we love it, that. Catch it, lay it up. And Stanford won at the buzzer in overtime. But uh, so Johnny Juzang's efforts ultimately in vain. But uh, I was watching that game and he was locked in and it was awesome to watch. And then he got that he got a, a little fun too game high. in Santa Cruz at the Warrior Stadium. You know, and it felt like it was like a little showcase for the Pac-12. We love to see it. Shout out to uh, to Stanford. I think that was one of those wins that they really needed. And this is the year that they were making the pivot. They're back home. Yeah, and they made the they, pivot this year of like we're a real the, program in the Pac-12. You have to watch out for mm-hmm. us. We can get top recruits like Zaire Williams. So you want to talk about nice teams that have been affected by COVID? Like, in, my God, they have not they, been they home. They played a home game. Remember, Zaire Williams told us in Asheville he was like, "I literally packed for four days, and now they're telling me I'm going to be here for two yeah. months." Uh, shout out to closeouts. Uh, shout out to Duncan Robinson, friend of the program. Uh, Team USA. They are the Olympics are happening, by the way. Uh, really? Yeah. Did you see that? You saw. I did. I the saw other the day. report. Yeah, you saw that, all the that, reports yeah. that people said that the Olympics. Here's the first. Uh, real reported scoop I have right here. Tate Frazier, coming from me. The Olympics are still happening, folks. Uh, I do know that that is Does the that case. count as a scoop to say something's still happening? Don't know. We're here first. The Masters, still happening still this happening year. Still happening this year. So there you go. Uh, despite conference tournaments, though, still up in the air. Um, but, yeah, shout out to uh, Duncan Robinson. He is on the list of 60 players that are going to be considered for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I ever thought that I would read that. And it was so funny. Yeah. Like The press release was Zion Williamson, John Moran, Trey Young, all three of those, like that, that seems like sort of, sort of the future when, of NBA basketball. And then the fourth one, Duncan Robinson. When do they make that announcement? Do you what, know? when they make the rosters? Yeah. They'll make the cuts, I mean, probably April, May. I mean, they'll, yeah. they'll, it'll be over time. I'll get my – Duncan tweet. has a chance. Well, Joe Harris. Well, that's what I'm saying. Joe Harris versus Duncan Robinson for that spot. I'm going to get my tweet ready for when Duncan makes the team, and then I'll be like, hey, people. Remember when forget. he texted don't me? Forget. He texted me one time. <laughs> Uh, shout out Miles McBride who hit the game yeah. winner tonight. We we uh, apologies to the, the McBride family that we didn't spend more time talking about your son uh, balling out tonight. It was Miles McBride versus Mac McClung. Yep. And uh, Mac McClung M&Ms. again, like it looked like Texas Tech was going to run away with this thing. Mac McClung was was feeling himself and rightfully so. Ended up with thirty points. Was it? Yep. Uh, did, I don't know if he peaked too early because he was hot kind of all game. <laughs> he just missed the last shot, but he did have the confidence. He always has confidence, mm-hmm. but he had the confidence of a guy who who has already hit a shot to beat Texas at Texas. Yep. He was going absolutely nuts tonight. He was hitting everything tonight. Um, and he just hit a big three before this show. Just hit a big yep. three to take the lead. Uh, and so on the last shot, I think Mac McClung was like, there is no way, no way I missed <laughs> yeah. a shot. 100%. There's, uh, this is a one million percent going in. And then it didn't go in, and Miles McBride uh, ended up being the, the big hero. So I don't like I don't like West Virginia playing Texas Tech. We were talking mm-hmm. about that. We were watching this game together. I don't like it when they play each other. They feel a little too similar in the yeah. sense that they're just like the gritty Big Twelve team that supposed it, to beat Kansas. Yeah, you're supposed it's to be like, a foil you to, to Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, I want to shout out the goat. Uh, by yeah. the way, we, we we have to talk about that. We now that we're at Fox. Uh, just 10 times playing for the title. It's unbelievable. We've never seen anything like it. I am blessed to be living at the same time. It was just like, I I was a hater at one point in my life. And I just like thought to myself, it, you can't be the goat. Like it's, it, it, it can't happen. But you look at the numbers 10 times playing for the title. Mm. I think you have to say LeBron James is the goat. <laughs> I think, I think it's, like when you crunch the numbers, LeBron yeah. James is the ghost. So shout yeah. out to LeBron. Four and six, uh, as the haters would say. <laughs> and the fourth one is a Mickey Mouse ring, as the haters would say. But all of that, uh, no, I do find it. I did find this hilarious. Like Tom Brady, talk about the difference in coverage, though. Like, dude, Tom oh my Brady, god! I mean, it is really wild. Like 
And I'll say this as a Michael Jordan person that will never break in his life, no matter what. Like the poor LeBron How James. How many Jordan PR, logos are you wearing right now, by the way? I you mean, got at least three. <laughs> I'm wearing his team, now. son. Uh, but all that aside, to to see the fallout and the reaction of Tom Brady, who should be universally so much more hated, mm-hmm. just just for the Coach K factor of how he behaves, the fact that Tom Brady, like it even got me, like it got me tweeting, like, man, Tom Brady really is something else. And, you know, LeBron James literally deserves that exact same feeling. And I think we're all, I know that I have had to spend my entire like young adult childhood, whatever it is, dealing with LeBron, 23 versus 23, mm-hmm. you know, but it's been fun, right? I, I wouldn't say it's made me have this, like, hatred towards LeBron James, as a joke maybe, but, like, I think there's a real people in the world that actually have that real hatred, and I want to say this right now, transfer that hatred to Tom Brady. Well, the, the difference is... <laughs> take the, take yeah, that take, hatred, take it, put it to Tom put Brady. Put it to Tom Brady. Well, the, the, the difference between Brady and LeBron is that Brady, when you talk about the football GOAT, there was yeah. not a singular guy... I know people think it was Joe Montana, but even then, was it? Or, yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. no one really had the goat yeah. conversation before. Uh, and even if it was Joe Montana, he wasn't the guy. I mean, the, of the '90s, it was the Cowboys. Yeah. Right. So yeah. there, there wasn't the guy who. Uh, and even like Marino, who is like the best quarterback, like pure passing quarterback, he didn't win anything. So everyone's yeah. like, he's not the goat. The '90s were the the time, dude. Like when the yeah. media as a whole was. Every, I don't know. I've, I've I've gone on this rant before, but anyway, like there wasn't there. Praising LeBron as the go is an attack on Michael Jordan. Yes. Praising Brady as the go is not an attack on anybody. Mm-hmm. So people are more willing to do it because yeah. they're not your your childhood is not at stake yeah. by admitting that this guy's the greatest ever. But as I've always said you the know? entire time, LeBron James is self-proclaimed the king. Why can't we just say he's the king? He's the king. Uh, Kobe's the Mamba. Yeah, like why can't we just give everybody George their own the thing? You know, give it, like it, it was like I, I saw something the other day about uh, or no, I was reading about Dr. J and his nickname was the Claw. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the Kawhi Leonard's been the Claw the whole time. No, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Irvin, it's the Claw. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> By the way, I brought up Kobe. Kobe it, yeah. It's a year anniversary. Yeah. No, I have I have my jersey. Kobe on. jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number eight on. This uh, is uh when they wore these jerseys. Um, I always liked the Lakers as a kid. Um, you did too. You were a Shaq fan. Yeah. So like we secretly had – and Mitch Kupchak and all the Carolina guys were there. So I always secretly liked the Lakers, and I always hated Boston. So it was like, of course, I liked the Lakers. And when they wore these Minneapolis jerseys, yeah, the Carolina blue jerseys, I uh, I immediately fell in love with, with that iteration. Um, one of the best pods that we've done, and obviously it was under terrible you know circumstances, was that Kobe pod because I think Kobe – for you and I, at least for me, like Kobe was someone that I didn't adore by any means. It wasn't someone that I was like my favorite player. Yeah. But I had so much reverence and respect for him because all of my like, he's not going to do it. Like Kobe would always do something. You're like, man, he did do it. And he told me he's going to do it. And I thought he was being kind of a jerk about it. Yeah. And he was never going to do it, but he did it. And uh, doing that show, talking about him. Um, and obviously, you know. GG and just the whole thing. I mean, it, it was so, so Dude, much still, last year, and it still hits like it happened last week. So. Your my, my mind goes to, like, uh, I, I, I imagine a lot of people have this this same train of thought where we're stuck in weird times. Yeah. These are unprecedented times, Dave. I don't sure. know if you're aware of that. Yes. Breaking, yeah. You want to talk about breaking news? Breaking news. <laughs> we're living in strange times. And your mind starts going to, like, get things back to normal. Yeah. You're not really sure what normal even is. That's kind of like setting in a little bit and giving me existential crisis yeah. every so often, but yeah. Um, but you just want to get back to normal. And you're like, and you're, you're forecasting. You're like, okay, they're saying maybe by summer enough people have the vaccine, we can get back to normal. Yeah. If not, maybe the fall. Yeah. If not, maybe the yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 ye
Uh, and and you, you envision what the world will look like when we're back to normal. And the whole point of saying that is that when I picture that, Kobe Bryant is in that world. Yeah, and it yeah. still has not like set in that like, no, 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 no. That part is done. Yeah. There is no like going back on that. And uh, I mean, even uh, it yeah. still hasn't set in. Like yeah, that yeah. part is, there, there, it does feel like there's a way that you can create a vaccine to bring Kobe back, you know, like yeah. or whatever that, that mechanism is that like gets us back to normal. Like do that, flip that switch. And I know it's weird. I mean, this is going to be the today right now, as you're listening, this is the day, the anniversary. So there's the post and, you know, there is going to be a bombardment, bombardment of Kobe, um, you know, content that is thrown in your face or whatever. But like, I don't know about you, but when I go back and watch some of those commercials and things, like I remember them live in the moment, and I remember like feel like there's the one commercial where Kobe, the whole crowd, like it's like Rasheed Wallace, and they're chanting and seeing how much they hate him. Like yeah. you know, they're like, yeah. "I hate you," and like he's like the maestro, and he's like having the best time, letting yeah. them sing about how much yeah. they hate him, and he walks out. And it's like I see that, and I get goosebumps now because I'm like, man, we had this guy who literally leaned into it. Like I've never seen someone lean into it like he did, and wanted it, and then his last show you know playing this game that is a game at the end of the day he puts on you know breaks an nba record by taking 50 shots which we all somehow knew he was gonna do <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then leaves staples center like i mean the guy is literally out of a, a, a novel the story is out of a novel yeah yeah talking about jordan and lebron and kobe and everything um one thing that Kobe has over LeBron, lebron was a better basketball player is a better yeah, basketball yeah. player whatever yeah uh nobody since jordan Maybe Steph was there for a step. Maybe he's still there. But yeah. nobody had the, the crowd in the palm of his hand. Yes. Like Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. All, like, just and we all, you all knew. Whether you hated him, loved him, yeah. whatever. Like, people, LeBron is close. Like, LeBron is worth mentioning in that yeah. discussion. LeBron has certainly had his moments and all that. But LeBron doesn't have it ever, like the way Kobe had it. Yeah. He, he doesn't have that, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a different. And Kobe was so much like Michael that it was. It was annoying, but it wasn't like yeah. it was annoying, but it was also like for me, especially because I was younger. It was like I got to see I only, I only remember 98. Like I got to see what I didn't get to see. Like I got to see the legend grow into the the defiant one, the the yeah. one who is the one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant, R.I.P. Gigi, uh, our, you know, the whole Bryant family. I love having Marcus Gasol, the Lakers. I love having Pau Gasol, you know, involved yeah. with the family. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about terrible situations. They have made the best of it. And uh, Vanessa Bryant, if you talk about strong people in this world, <laughs> look at her, man. Yeah. My God. Luke Nathan, walk on it. Yes. Uh, at Rutgers. Yes. Um, if, if you miss this clip. Actually, I, I, I saw this because Mike Rutherford tweeted yes. this out. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Luke Nathan is a walk on at Rutgers. Rutgers beats India. We don't need to talk about that. Indiana's still back. Don't let that. <laughs> yeah, throw that out. Throw that out. Uh Ron Harper Jr. It gets the rebound. Yep. Indiana tried to tie the game, or they losing by I forget what they, they were losing by three. I believe. Whatever doesn't matter. As I said, throw it out. <laughs> Ron Harper gets the rebound and just throws the ball up the court to let the the clock run out. And then Luke Nathan walk on on Rutgers one, after the one bounce. Sounds, yeah. After one bounce, caught the ball and just dunked it. <laughs> after the bunch of, he was not in the game. Yeah. He was on the bench. He got his warm ups on. His warm ups on. I just grabbed the ball. I was like, you know what? The game's over. I'm going to dunk it. So add that to the list with uh uh. What, who's, who's on the there's Dennis Smith? What what was the one this year? Was the oh, Oklahoma State oh, kid? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I can't remember who it was that did it. Uh, but I knew what you were talking about. By but the way, Dennis Smith, yeah. Shout out do. Oklahoma State, who deserves to be ranked. They just yeah. beat the hell out of Iowa State. Without they Kate. they were beating Baylor. Yeah. When uh, they basically beat Baylor if you stopped the game when they were ahead. Uh, <laughs> without Kate Cunningham. 
Uh, why is this team not ranked? I don't understand it. I also don't understand how Cade Cunningham is out for COVID protocols, but also is traveling warming with the up. team and yeah. warming up and yeah. Yeah. sitting on the bench. A little confusing, but whatever. We're not sure, but we're on the bandwagon. And uh, like you said, I feel like America has not quite figured out that Oklahoma State is going to be in the tournament. They're going to be in the tournament. And, and I think yeah. that's why they're not getting ranked. Like maybe the AP has not gotten uh, that update yet, but put them in the put, put them in the rankings. Put them in, put the, them rankings, in the tournament. Put them in the tournament. Shout out Jimmer Fredette, 70 points in China <laughs> last night. Amazing. Amazing. God bless you. Yeah. Uh, shout out Shaka Smart. He's got the Rona. Yeah. Um, Get we, better soon, Coach. We, we, we hope you uh, – is Texas taking a break? No. I think Texas, the the return from Pauls will be interesting because it could go one or two ways. Dude, are they going to play without Shaka Smart? Are they going to play Kentucky without Shaka? Wow. Stars are in line. Kentucky might be Th- back. That, that is, a, that is an upset. Kentucky might be back. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Gallup. Uh, and then finally, my last shout-out. I wanted to shout-out San Diego State. I, got, I, I watched this game that they played, Air Force. Uh, yeah. I forget what the game was on before that. Um but I just left my TV on, and I just started watching, and I couldn't turn away because it was one of the biggest ass kickings I've ever seen. Brian Dutcher, uh, they show a pregame interview where he says, playing at Air Force is really tough. The altitude, the the Princeton offense, yeah. it's like going to the dentist, Tate. And, I'm, and then he had my attention. I was like, wow, all right, well, yeah, upset yeah. city coming maybe. Uh, at one point, San Diego State was up 83-31. to 31. They were up by 52. Yeah, I, I just saw, about the, I saw the left. score, and I was like, well. It was one of the biggest ass kickings. Air Force came storming back to cut the final margin to 37 points. Um, it, it, I, I've, I want to say I've never seen like it. I've kind of seen something like it, but I've never seen like a coach. I've, I've never seen anything like that. Like a coach selling it is like this is like going to the dentist, and then you're up by 52 points. Yep. So I wanted to shout out San Diego State. Brian Dutcher must love his dentist. Yeah. That's yeah. what I learned. The Flying Dutchman. Uh, this so. is what he does. And also, the only thing I will say to that is, don't disrespect our troops. Um, how dare you do that to <laughs> yeah, Air Force? Yeah, yeah. Walk it back. Walk it back. Uh, all right, that's the show. Thanks to Mike Rutherford for joining us. Yep. Uh, thanks to Coach K for giving us content. Thank you, and, Coach K. Uh, thank you to uh, Jerry Stackhouse for not blocking me on Twitter yet. What's it's- your major? <laughs> See you guys Friday.